Hi, this is Nigel Rocket for Onslaught, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. I am Soda Can More. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chris. And today... Shot glass, Chris. And today, <laughs> today we've got a uh, another good one for you. We've got Onslaught. I don't know if you've had a check the uh, a chance to check these guys out. Of I course. believe they're I believe they're from uh, the UK. I'm just going to double check myself before I uh, misspeak because I do that quite often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're from the UK, and we are speaking with the guitarist Nige Rocket. Okay. If you want to hang on a second, we'll go ahead and grab him. I've got him queued up. Let's do it. Bruce Morrow is my partner, Chris. How you doing, guys? Good. How are you, man? I'm good, thanks. Doing all right over there in London? You guys hanging in there with this? Uh... <laughs> uh, it's, it's not good, man. It's still <laughs> it's still uh, not so great, you know. Uh, still lots of people dying every day, unfortunately. Um, but I don't know. We just have to wait and see, man. It's it's tough. It's not a good situation. It's crazy times out there right now. Yeah, Where, whereabouts are you two? I'm in I'm in, uh, I'm in North Virginia near DC, and I'm in right. Central Virginia, so about an hour or two south of Chris. There. Yeah. So that's as the actual situation where you guys are. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our our the county I live in has a positivity rate of eleven percent right now. Wow! Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but it's better yeah. than Florida, so you know yeah. if we look if we look on the bright side, we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they just opened um, everything back up on the weekend, uh, the bars and restaurants and, and things like that, uh, and they're already starting to close down again. So it's yeah, like, <laughs> I don't pure, know where this goes. Pure genius. <laughs> How does uh, how is it navigating the the new era, being in a band and trying to get music out, and obviously without playing? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of been okay, obviously, because we decided um, to proceed with the album release, unlike many other brands. You know, um, we kind of looked at the positives rather than the negatives. Uh, we we seen like Testament and Lamb of God and and they were releasing their records. So there was obviously, um, they obviously had positive thinking behind it. And we thought, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Um, there's no shows. Um, not many bands are releasing and um, the fans are going to want to need, need new music, you know? So we thought, um, let's do it. Let's get ahead of the game. Um, get the album out. Hopefully this will go away by the yeah. end of the year, maybe. And, and then we can get back on track ahead of everybody else. Um, so we, we've kind of took that route, really. All right. Are you guys doing anything interesting or different to interact with your fans as they connect? Uh, no, just just as much as we can on our social media stuff. You know, I'm not really interested in in trying to do these these online things. I don't think for for us particularly or or thrash metal bands in general, it's going to kind of work. Um, it just you lose that 
we need, we need that interaction with the fans and, and the fans need that with the players, sure. I think, to, to make to make that energy work. And I, I just couldn't see it happening. So I don't really want to attempt it <clears throat> unless it's absolutely necessary, you know? Right. Chris? So you guys started, like, in the early 80s. Yeah. What was it like? What's it like? being a metal band in the 80s compared to what it's like besides covid like if we put covid aside compared to now um that's a very good question <laughs> i if anything I, I much more enjoy this time around really um yeah um obviously those uh, things are really fresh back then um and super exciting, obviously, because nobody knew what was going to happen back in back in those early days, you know. Yeah. But, but there's so much more scope to do things now. I mean, I think the first time around we we just toured Europe and stuff, but now we've played in over seventy different countries worldwide. So the the scope of what we can do and the ease of what we can do things um, with the communication and and stuff like that is just incredible. Um, <clears throat> it's just there on tap for for us to to be able to go and play all these shows in amazing places to amazing people, and that that really wasn't possible the first time around. So it's it's much more exciting in in that kind of a sense, you know, for us. Um, Can, do you mind so, me asking why wasn't it possible? Um, I think I mean t- to start off with, say for example, with, with our first album, Power from Hell, um, it was huge in america and brazil um so we we got specific releases there from um license deals and stuff and it, and it just went mad but for example to to, to communicate with anybody in brazil because it was all done by kind of um just basically airmail yeah. and that would take like three or three weeks to communicate oh i see uh, what you're saying yeah he, so, so yeah. it was so slow obviously there was telephones and that but uh it just didn't happen back then in on the scale of what it does now you know um it was even difficult to get to the states at that time so you can imagine trying to get to places like vietnam and china and things like that oh so, yeah so yeah so it's the, the communication just speeds things up it's just it would us going to to China is no different to going to 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 France or something. What it used to be back in the day, you know. So um, that's 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 the the biggest difference is communication right. for sure. You know what? I wasn't expecting that answer because oftentimes people look at their younger years as like the best time of my life, you know, or like it was so much better when I was younger than it is today. And <laughs> you hear a lot of those answers, but from you, you're like it's way better right now, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'll be honest. We, we were pretty, we were pretty young kids at the time, and it just flew by, and it, it's just a blur. And you didn't realize it was it was happening, and it was gone. Um, I mean, we were only together for seven, eight years, first time around, um, and a few years of that, we we're, were kind of pretty shitty at the end. Um, so, <laughs> I've got a, a lot fonder memories this time around, I must say. Right. <laughs> nice okay here's another one then gear from then to gear now um not a lot of difference to be honest um the 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 one major factor for me is just the stuff like um the the kemper preamp and stuff which is which we use but in, in terms of everything else i'm still playing 
the same guitars as I did in the eighties, you know? Oh, um, cool. <laughs> I got, I got four Charvel guitars. Um, one was, which, which is my main one. The first one I got from them back in, in late 86 and I still got that guitar. So, um, and the rest are just the same versions of the same model, you know? So, um, the guitars are exactly the same. I'm still plugging into, I'm, I use a Kemper. That's, that's the only, only thing for me is different. Um, it, it goes in my hand luggage so I can take that anywhere in the world. Right. But I, but I was still plug into the back, into the effects loop of a, of a Marshall, Marshall head or an angle head, you know? So, um, exactly the same. I, I, I'm not one that I don't do all this DI nonsense. I can't do that. I got have a, a load of bank of cabinets behind me making a real noise. So, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, the, anything is the camper. That's it. Pedals the same. <laughs> Bruce? That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, when you guys are well, writing for this record, were you able to get together at all? Is it more like uh, taking advantage of technology and emailing stuff back and forth? Um, yeah, it was, but that's 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 something that we we've done on the last two albums previously. Anyway, um, we never write in the studio; it's, it doesn't work for us. Um, I find it gets a, a bit too. Sometimes you go around in circles where there's five people putting ideas in. Oh, I like that. No, I don't like that. And it, it just it doesn't work. So we've we've written the previous two in the studio with uh, myself and Andy Rosser Davis, who was the previous guitarist in the band. Um, this one, I was, I was all on my own. <laughs> so I, I wrote most of this record at home. Um, and, but I was sending it out to the guys all the time, um, mm-hmm. get, getting their input, um, what they wanted to add or what they wanted to take away. Um, and, and it was, it was cool. It, it worked very well. Um, everybody's happy with that. Um, Wayne O'Reilly guitarist had some, had some great input. Um, and it was, it was cool. It was a really smooth process. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we were all, blown away I always come out so um it obviously worked again for us. Awesome. Chris? Uh I don't have anything else really, Bruce, do you? I I'm pretty good. I just uh, I want to thank you for taking the time because uh I'm a longtime fan and it's uh nice to finally chat with you and especially through and all this I'm just we're we're learning a lot today about how people are reinventing themselves and learning how to deal with uh adversity and still getting the uh the metal and the music out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, we'll always find a way when there's um, we're a pretty uh, hardy, hardy bunch of the metalheads. So I'm sure we'll we'll find a way around everything. It's just getting back to these live shows now, and then we'll be uh, we'll be good to go again. And I don't seem it doesn't seem to have taken so long to have like navigated at least you know a portion of it is coming back. So if you know we're still releasing records and still getting stuff out there, and there's still sort of a scene. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean that was that was another reason we we put the album out as well. Is we wanted to support our label, you know. Right. Um, if ever if everybody with sort of withdrew their releases for six nine months, the the labels are going to be in serious bother as well. So that that was that was an additional factor to to getting this album out just to to help the label because I think they're down to like four releases over the next two or three months. So that, that yeah, kind of shows terrible. you. Yeah. yeah. So, so they they got to keep going, you know. Um, so yeah, we, we we get around it, and hopefully it's going to work in our favor. What we've done, like I said, by putting the putting the album out there, and hopefully fans appreciate the new music and and take it from there. Awesome, that's all I've got. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like, or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana, or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room. 
fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>